from the UK, broadcasting around the world. Around the world. You're listening to the Mike Drop Club, hosted by Douglas Hammond Dishe. Message received. Message received. You do not need to know what you need. What you need. Just engage with the podcast feed. Just engage with the podcast feed. Providing weekly insights into cool stuff we've read, saw, did, or heard about what made us say, wow, eureka, damn, nothing is off limits. If it motivates and inspires you to reach your goals, then it shall be discussed. Featuring guest interviews from high performers and people of influence and weekly awards for the best mic drop moment. This podcast is guaranteed to leave you pumped up for the week ahead. Don't just live life, make life boom. How you guys doing out there? This is Douglas Hamadiche for another episode of the Mic Drop Club. Today I am blessed. I have the co-host here, Jingo, in the house. What's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm You're good. good. It's, good. Been, it's been a while. It's been a minute. How's life treating you? Life treating me very well. Life treating me very well. But how are you treating life? How am I treating life? How are you treating life? That's a good question. How am I treating life? <laughs> I think I'm treating life good. I think I'm treating life good. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm using I'm using my time, you know, uh, wisely. You know, I Fantastic. guess that's a, you know, that's that's an important thing in life to well, use your time wisely. Exactly, you know? exactly, exactly. That's the well said. And I want to do a quick show today, just in re- in reaction and or well, not reaction in, in response to. Um, what's been happening in the States. Yeah, that's, and that's, another black male has been brutally murdered at the hands of the police. And and this was being recorded. So the whole world has seen this. And mm. this is whereby not only the black community are, are enraged, but mm. this is something that has quickened the consciousness of every sentient being on this planet Earth. Because... Everyone saw it for what it is. And they've had yeah. enough. People mm. have got to the point whereby they've just had enough. How many more people have to die before justice is served? And the pursuit of justice is something that every human being is entitled to. We see it yeah. in the UK when people have gone through, or oh, I've been um, victims of crime 10, 20, 30 years, even 50 years ago. They still yeah. pursue justice. It's one of those things whereby there's no time frame for justice. So first and foremost, my heart really goes out to the family of George Floyd. Uh, may they continue to find the strength, the resolve to process and heal from what has been going on. I was very happy to hear the comments from George Floyd's um, biological brother who was talking about his legacy, how he was in life that he was a motivational, inspirational person and he would not be advocating the looting, the burning down of of neighbourhoods, institutions that that is currently going on at the moment. Yes, there's an outlet of rage, anger that needs an outlet. Yeah. But But emotion has to be controlled. It's all about, you know, focusing on the main objective here. You know, it's, it's all about focusing on the, on, the, on the main objective. And that is, you know, um, honoring, you know, George Floyd's life and what he stood for. As you rightfully said, he is a man that, you know, I, I read, uh, um, you know, on one side, or I, I just, you know, I think I watched the video in a sense that 
he was a person that, that always wanted to bring people together. You know, in the inner cities, apparently he would move anywhere and anywhere because he was just a, a free spirit like that. So we should just, you know, remember the, the main objective here. But obviously, as you rightfully said, you know, this is, you know, a system of, you know, a system that's always, you know, against, you know, uh, black people. So that that's the only way that they can, you know, um, you know, just literally just expose their rage. But yeah, let's let's remember the main objective. Here. That's what I'm just trying to say. Exactly. And this this is um, this is systematic to what's been going on in the States for many, many years. You know, um, people fail to realize that America is relatively young as a state, as a country itself. Okay. Mm. And um, it's probably about 300 years old. And yeah. it has a history of violence to his own people. It has a mm. history of slavery. It has a history of segregation. It yeah. has a history of all of these types of um, heinous things being done to people. So mm. it's no wonder that a large population say enough is enough. They can't take yeah. that anymore. You know, mm. they, they need answers. They need things to stop. They yeah. need things to stop. And they need those things to stop sooner yeah. rather than later. So I want yeah, to yeah, find yeah. out from you, how are you feeling about the situation? Just just your feelings. When they happened, how were you feeling about it? Um, How was I feeling? Obviously, my, my, my first initial thought was, again, <laughs> You know, because at the end of the day, um, as as Will Smith, as, as Will Smith, you know, said right, rightfully, you know, you know, racism is not getting worse; it's just getting recorded. It's getting what? Sorry, racism is not getting worse. You know, what I'm saying, or racism is not relatively new; it's just getting recorded. Okay, yep, yep, I get that. So, so basically, my my first initial thought is like, you know, another black man is gone, you know, and you know, as a black man, as a black man, fairly, you know, that would touch you on your soul. You know what I'm saying? It would touch you on your soul like that. You know, um, so you know, the the whole situation for me, but in a sense, the whole situation for me is just um it's it's a really it's a, it's a touchy one. You know what I'm saying? It's a very touchy one. I, you know what I'm saying? You don't know how to really maneuver it like that. And you know to express your feelings towards it because you can feel the anger. You know what I'm saying? You you have that anger to obviously like towards you know the whole situation in terms of the police brutality. Exactly. But then but obviously like but like I said, you know I, I believe in the Martin Luther King, you know um, protest. You know the nonviolent protest. And obviously it's just one thing I just want to obviously um, uh, allude to in the sense that you know even though he has died 78 years ago, we are seeing the fruits of it right now in a sense that people are awoke to the fact, quote-unquote, you know, um, you know, the, the Caucasian community, they are awoke in the sense that, okay, something has to change now, in a sense, do you get me? So what I've um, noticed right now, in a sense that, you know, um, how people are responding to it is um, they are, they're getting educated more about, you know, police brutality against Black people. And I feel like, you know, as, you know, as a people, we shouldn't really, you know, bash people, you know, in a sense of just being awoken in a sense, okay, that this is what's going on around the world. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a good thing. Like you said, you know, there's, there's a post that, that said, you know, it's not uh black versus white. It's everyone versus race and versus race and racism. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, and that's how it's, it's supposed to be. Everyone versus racism. 
you know, and you know, yeah. So my my feelings towards it, my feelings towards it is um I'm I'm thankful, you know, some 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 white people know that they know they they understand now there's a such thing as white privilege. Maybe it maybe they didn't know, but now they know in a sense, yeah. Exactly. And um just to go back a little bit as well in terms of the context of where this takes place, a country that's 300 years of age, of which mm-hmm. from 1619 to 1865, there was slavery. Yeah. Segregation started in 1865 all the way to 1954. Wow. 1954. So there are people alive in the States right now who grew up in the segregated country. Mm. So when people say that they're the leaders of the free world and they're the, they're the bastions of liberty and justice, whereby only in 1954 they stopped seg- segregation in their own country. Mm. That doesn't make a lot of sense. But it puts things in the right context in terms of what needs to be done in, some, in terms of educating the masses. And this is what this is about. And I totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, I'll just build on that in terms of if I'm a thief, if I steal, yeah, yeah. I go around stealing. Um, I need to be taught a lesson, right? Yeah. I need yeah. to be taught the lesson because I'm the thief. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, it's no good teaching the victims of, of my activities, my criminal activities, <laughs> about mm. the, the, my thieving. Yeah. You follow my drift? They're victims mm-hmm. of the crime, right? Yeah. Right. So what I mean by that is this. If racism that people of colour have been complaining about <laughs> since slavery, yeah, it's yeah. still taking place today. Yeah. Whose problem is it? Are you following my drift? Yeah. It's not a black person's problem. Yeah. Just, just if I'm a thief, if I steal, if I steal, I got mm-hmm. a problem in taking things that don't belong to me. Correct? That's a mad job. That's a <laughs> correct? No, that's you, correct. That's correct. Are you hearing me? Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. You, I hear you. you actually hear me, yeah? No, I hear you clearly. Okay, just just because you said I need one, I'll do that then. <laughs> but I wasn't. Yeah, no, no, no. I wasn't. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. I, I, yo, yo, I'm so really... if I'm a thief, mm. and I've got a problem with taking things that don't belong to me. Mm. Yeah, it's no good in educating the victims about my deeds. They need justice. So if you talk about racism, yeah, discriminating and uh, discriminating people based upon the color of their skin, not the context of their color or not, not, not the context of their character as Dr. Martin Luther King was um, prescribing on the nation. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, you must, you must lay the blame or lay the responsibility and the ownership directly at the people doing the racism. So it's a white person's problem. It is. You understand? It's, the racism is not a black person's problem. Mm. We're the victims of it within the context I'm framing this in. Mm. Okay. So 
there's a lot of education needs to be done. And this is whereby, it's, whereby this is where um, you can, and I do understand why people have to vent and get out their system, all of these emotions. I do get it because it's yeah. pent up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And in Africa, we have a saying, right? That it takes a whole village to raise a child, right? Yeah. You know that saying, don't you, Jingo? I know that. You know that saying, yeah? But you know the deeper, the deeper part of that that saying? A lot of people stop at that point. It takes a a whole village to raise a child. (laughs) Yeah, very deep, philosophical, understand. Right. But it also, if, if, if the child does not feel the warmth from the village, it will burn down the village to fill the heat. Are you understanding what I'm saying? That's indeed meaning. Yeah. If the child does not feel the warmth from the village, it will burn it down just to fill the heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you see people running amok, looting, setting fire to things, they're drawing attention to how they're feeling inside. They know they're not feeling the warmth from society. You understand? So they're burning down the village to feel the heat. For example, being heard. They're not being heard. Exactly. I mean, in a sense, you know, they have, you know, done the protest of holding hands, walking peacefully. They have done the kneeling. What more do you want from us? You're still killing us. (laughs) So the only way now we can do it now we're just going to break all your stuff. <laughs> we're just going to break all your stuff. And that's how you're going to feel think, our warmth. Think, think, of, right think no. about, just think about on a level from 1954. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they stopped seg- seg- um, segregation. Yeah. After, after um, freeing the slaves, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, for almost a hundred years, they, they employed segregation in the country, in the United States of America. So it's one thing to free the slaves. If that wasn't bad enough for slavery, they decided to impose segregation, which lasted near enough for hundred years anyway. 1954. So a lot of these scenes are filmed in color. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not, some of these scenes are not in the black and white era. Okay. It's not, yeah. It's in color. A lot of the stuff that was taking place is in color when they decided to stop segregation. So even to the, um, the, the, the people who have the privilege, they are also new to allowing um, black people to be treated as equals. They're also new to that because their grandfathers, their great grandfathers didn't subscribe to that doctrine. They didn't. Mm. They did not do that. So this is um, a situation that is going to unfold and keep on unfolding. And the right way to do it is exactly what you were saying. Mm. In the sense, you need education. Yeah. Now is the time to be educated. And I'm not just talking about it from the state type um, situation, because there's, other, there's another saying, people yeah. who don't treat you right, we never educate you right. So the education yeah. system, right, is not equipped to support people of color. 
particularly when some of their books, some of the, the, the deep teachings were, were done by people who are racist. Who are racist, yeah. Do you understand? If, if, uh, if a black person is reading um, Origins of the Species by Charles Darwin, all those things, and understanding that Charles Darwin, although he wasn't overtly racist, he did believe that black people were not fully human, but we should be treated with kindness. Yeah. You know, so if you're still having books within your literary realm that mm. are keeping people's views uneducated, and that is to both sides, to the side of the, the white side and to the side of the black side. You yeah. understand? If you have a people within a country whereby they have a dual heritage, and I say this with all respect to African-Americans, right? But I believe at the time when they were um, advocating to be termed and called African-Americans, it was around the time of segregation when they're already segregated. But when segregation is gone, you should no longer be referred to as a African-American. That creates a separation in itself. Yeah. You're a human being. Yeah. America has so many different nationalities in there. They're Italian Americans. They're British Americans. Yeah. This is, this is based upon your birth, right? Your, your parents, where are your parents from and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you're British American, if you're uh, Italian American, if you're Chinese American, yeah. How come you don't make that distinction? but the African has to have a, that distinction and the other races don't walk around with that distinction. Mm. You see? So just because you're already now putting yourself in that situation whereby you're separate, there are going to be separate rules that govern the way the state will treat you because you're not just American. You are African-American. You should be American just as anyone else born in America. Yeah. You can be proud and you should be proud of your African origins. You should be proud of that. But splitting yourself in half like that makes no sense. In 2020. You know, um, in a sense that, you know, you're, you're roughly, you're roughly right. I, I get what you're saying in a sense that, you know, uh, like for example, me, it, let's say I was born in the Netherlands. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not African Netherlands. I'm just, I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Netherlands. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? Unless you came from Africa, like me in a sense, and then come to, ne to Netherlands, or like, let's say you are just an African that lives in, in, in Britain, in a sense, mm. yeah? But I feel like, you know, the, the reason why, I guess, um, Americans take pride of being African-Americans is because they never had their own things. They never had their own identity. So, what they do is, is just, you know, re retreat back in a sense of, of where their ancestors came from and they hold on to that, in a sense. That's their strength, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, for anybody to say that they're not African-American, it's a slap in the face, you know what I'm saying? So do you understand? It's like this this um, notion here of being African-American all happened in the, during the plantations, you know what I'm saying? Stories being told. Where they where, where they have come from. Mm -hmm. Now you have you have you have you have read um, you have read on uh, of West Roots, right? How 
you know, that family literally kept the, the heritage of the Western Africa, the West, the Western African, um, in terms of the Western African values, in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, to an extent, you know, um, I'm, 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 I'm both sides with you, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like, you know. It's a complex but, one. It's a conflict of interest, but it's like, you know, but how can they embrace a country that still, you know, inflict pain on them? Exactly. And so here, herein lies the um, conundrum. This is what I'm saying. I totally get why any person, any group of people want to have the, the dual state. Yeah. The dual state. Like, I mean, I'm African-American. I understand it. I understand it. I'm just saying that when we're trying now to reach a point whereby we're educating the masses and trying to reach a new playing field. Yeah. yeah. There will come a mm-hmm. time whereby you, you need to identify yourself with the country that you're in. Yes, you're African. Yeah. You've got a lot of this African American. You've just your features, just your features alone should be enough to, for you to know that you're African. Africa mm-hmm. is not just about your features, as we will know now, because if you do a census on people and ask them, where were you born? They're white people who are African right now. They're Indian yeah. people who are African right now. They're Chinese people who are African right now because they were actually born there. <laughs> and some of them are being in, in Africa three, four, five, six, seven generations. Yeah, they don't know anything about Europe. They know nothing about India. They know nothing about China. You see, you see what I mean? So yeah. because of all these things, I'm just saying, and I'm putting it out there because I don't know the answers. I'm just expressing, I'm venting, I'm just, yeah. these are not organized thoughts. This is a free yeah. flowing consciousness heart, coming sir. out. Yeah, I'm speaking from my heart, that's all. Because it's disappointing that in 2020, we're having this. And this is very, device, um, um, this divides people. And people should now be more connected than ever. We've got the coronavirus out there. And that was teaching us lessons in humanity. Because now we were locked in, yeah? People who never understood being in quarantine now understand what quarantine is about. People who never understood living in a curfew know now what a curfew is about. So you've got all of this enlightenment going on around the world without any um, man-made provocation. That's it. You understand? And people are growing from it. Then you have this now coming, coming up. In a country that's already has the undercurrents of mm. turbulence in terms of how they treat each other. Yeah. You're, mm. you're only one argument away from somebody saying something to you very negative about your race in that country. Just one argument away. Three or four sentences and it will come out. Yeah. Mm. So this situation is all about the pursuit now of justice. There's no point in um, having a crime like this committed mm. on catch it on camcorder or, or mobile phone that the whole world can see. And then you know that the police officer that was kneeling on, on, on George's neck yeah, yeah, is up for third degree murder. And that which, is which a disgrace. Which, 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 is, which is tantamount, tantamount yes. to manslaughter, yeah. literally. It was an accident. You know, it was in yeah. self-defense where the whole scene that we, that was being captured shows a man with no weapons surrounded by police, you know? Cool. So, so, so when you have cool. that, it's, it's, it reminds me of the Rodney King beating. Yeah. 
And for every and for every time the truncheon hit Rodney King's back, was giving a million or something like that. The payout was huge. You know, I don't even think Rodney King's alive still. You know, nah, yeah, he died. He sadly died. Yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah, right. So compensation, monetary compensation, is not going to help heal divisions within that country and also this country because what happens in, around the world is police see how other police police mm. and they see how other police get away with the way they police. So we in Britain, black male, we are also inherently terrified of the police. Yeah. Mm. Because if it happens over there, it can happen over here. And guess what? It does happen over here. Yeah, it's just yeah. not. It does happen over here. It it does, it Black people die in custody over here. Too yeah. often over here. Yeah. You understand? So we draw parallels. We sense the pain. I just want mm-hmm. to talk again about the strength it takes to be nonviolent. Yeah. Talk about that. At the, at the time when, in terms of the um, civil rights movement in the States, you had two big factions, two, two groups, two big, there were lots of little groups, sure. But essentially you had Dr. King on one side that was preaching nonviolence. Yeah. Malcolm X. Yeah. yeah. And then you had Malcolm X on the other side. There were yeah. polar opposites, polar yeah. opposites. And growing up in the UK, I gravitated more to Malcolm when I was in my teens. I gravitated, you know what, this liberty, they treated you like that, blah, blah, blah. I was so into the young Malcolm, the angry Malcolm, the Malcolm mm-hmm. that, that wanted, you know, um, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, as, I've, as I've aged and, and gone a bit um, greyer and wiser as well, and Malcolm also went on that same journey. Um, it takes a lot of strength to do non-violent protests you know Gandhi did that as well you know it takes a lot of strength that stuff is not normal training yourself conditioning yourself to accept you might get beaten by the police but to not retaliate and not to retaliate Nelson Mandela let's not forget Nelson Mandela even though he was he used you know Michael Malcolm X's uh, methods uh, you know prison actually helped Nelson Mandela to realize that you know um, you, the the violent movement is it's not. If it's you not spend twenty seven years in prison, yeah. I'm sure it will change. It will change a lot. Change a lot of things. It will quell yeah. the, the fire in you. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. here is this: um, essentially, even uh, Martin Luther King with the non um, movement for nonviolence, a lot of them they took their teachings from Gandhi anyway. That mm-hmm. well, he was a South African guy who obviously is very colorful character Gandhi because when we were younger. We exalted Gandhi as somebody that was fighting for the rights of his people, but his own stories, his own things have been interwoven. Now you could kind of like understand him a bit more as a person and knows that he didn't stand up for any black people in South Africa. So that's why you've mm-hmm. got students all around the world wanting to strip down Gandhi's statues and all of that kind of stuff. But the mm-hmm. whole movement of nonviolence I'm talking about now, the method of nonviolence is one that is organized, is educated, and it takes supreme discipline to not retaliate. Because what you're basically doing is you're shining a mirror at society. That's what you're doing. Because Mm. for every time you are getting beaten up, chased by dogs, yeah, Mm. the world will see that 
and they'll judge you. But the second you start fighting all that kind of stuff, that's when things get mixed up. Yeah. So I mm. do, I do, as I'm aging, I do respect that. And I think that's the way forward. I think we need to have a lot more leaders. Um, Matika Swaby, she was, she done a show for us a um, few weeks back and she put out some posts, um, I think yesterday, whereby she said those people for platform should speak about this situation. So guess what? We're speaking about the situation. And it does take courage to speak about the situation because quite frankly, I'm a professional. I've reached a certain level of, of in my career, a high, high level in my career, whereby I know speaking about these things, a lot of people sort of want to shy away and hide because you don't yeah. want people to perceive you as you are radical or you're, you're radicalizing people or you're, you're anti-establishment. All of these things can come out the second you speak about these things. First and foremost, I need to put it out there. I'm a humanitarian. Mm. I believe in humanity. I'm a citizen of planet Earth. There's more that connects us than divides us. And the pursuit yeah. of justice is not based upon any color. If it's good for the goose, check it out. It's good for the gander. We're all here as one people, as one race. That's it. We're only different breeds only different breeds of the same species that's all it is <laughs> that's all yeah. this is right so we, sh we should be far more accommodating yeah. far more welcoming of different views different experiences but the racist mind is not a a mind that is um what's the word to say actually let me rewind that and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll quote, and I'll quote. It's not the fact that they're racist. It's the fact that they're wicked. Yeah? <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah? That's, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm, I'm not going to give people a platform, an accolade that they do not deserve. You cannot call a two-year-old racist. Yeah? I've seen mothers on TV complaining about children coming out of nursery and they were, they were called the N-word by another two, three-year-old. That little three-year-old can't be racist. It's a baby. It's a toddler. Do you see what I mean? A racist, I-S-T, mm -hmm. is somebody that understands race. Do you understand? The nuances of race. That studied race. If you haven't done any of those things, don't even give yourself that, stu that stupid label. You're not racist. You're just a wicked, wicked, um, simple-minded person. That's all you are. Yeah, there's nothing special about you and you, you will find pleasure in judging people by things, by characteristics. They did nothing to inherit. Same way you are exalting yourself for your own color, which you did nothing to inherit. Yeah. yeah? You're going to judge somebody else on, on, the, on, on the same basis. But you put yourself on the pedestal and you mm. put them in the pits. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the pedestal, they're in the pit based upon mm. things they did nothing for. I will judge you based upon the context of your character, what you say, how you behave, how mm. you treat others. Mm. That's a universal principle. So when you have leaders of the free world talking crap, talking in, uh, and inciting people, I can judge you based upon that because you've shown you are weak. You've shown your colors to be muddied by mm. false 
doctrines. False doctrines. Speak about that. that false doctrines. That, that's what happened. Put a mic and drop clap for that. False <laughs> doctrine. People need to know that. False doctrine. That's what it is. Any person that is of faith, any person that's of any faith on this planet can't be a racist. Because no, no faith teaches you that. Mm-hmm. What is happening here is people have used religion. People have used false ideologies. Because remember, and this is where education comes really into this, right? I'm going in, but I'm going in to save people and open up the minds. Before you can be racist, right? Before you can commit a crime to another person or kill somebody, you have to go through a period of radicalization. Yeah, because it's not the natural condition for any human being. It's not the natural condition. Something has to change in you. So if you're talking about slavery and what enabled it to last 400 years, think about it. 400 years. That ideology has to be super strong. Yeah. Because if it's not super strong, yeah, Mm. it it won't last. It wouldn't even last 30 years. Talk about 400 years where people can be taken from their homes in front of women, in front of their children and put in shackles and in, in, on a boat to travel three, 4,000 miles to a place they've never been, traded like cattle, yeah, by another human being. Something's happened to that person for them to be able to do that to another human being. And this is what I'm going to talk about. This is whereby people are radicalized in three ways. Three ways this happens. The first way you can turn on another human being is if the cloth sanctions it. This is what I said about doctrines. If the cloth, meaning your religion, sanctions it. This is why Bibles, religious stuff is altered to then say, okay, the Pope gives you permission because these people are not deemed as human beings. They ha- they've got the color of brass. For example, yeah, they're 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 uh, abomination. They are sham. Yeah, they you have the right to enslave them. All these things are inserted into what people then study and believe in the Bible. Yeah, typically. So, so guess what? If the Bible says it's okay. They're darker. They're not human beings. They can use them as cattle. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. But that's mm. still not enough. That's still not enough because not everybody has faith. Yeah? <laughs> not everybody has faith. So the next way they do it is through science. And guess what? The scientists start collecting skulls. Skulls, yeah. Yeah. Speak about they that. start collecting skulls and say, guess what? The skulls of these black people are smaller. Yeah. Than their white counterparts. Yeah. They're closer to ape than they are to the humanoid. So they're not truly human being. They're three-fifths of a human being. Mm. You understand? So, okay, fine. Now, if this person's not a human being, not fully human being, they look like us, but they're not really human beings, right? (laughs) And in your Bible, it says it's okay to keep them as slaves. You're almost there, right? (laughs) You're almost there. You're almost there. (laughs) You're almost there. All you need now is the actual legislation, yeah, the government approval. And you're, you're away. The government was funding <laughs> these people to um, go to Africa, take these um, people as slaves, and, and yeah. it was sanctioned. It was approved. You understand? 
So you got that three pronged approach. That's why it lasts 400 years. That is why it's so, so hard to get rid of it. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's ingrained on three levels. <laughs> and some of those um, insertions into biblical texts have never been removed. Yeah. And some of those um, laws, the three fifths of a man, etc., have not yeah. been removed. The whole word yeah, of colonialization, to... sorry, I'm going in. The only, the only, the, the same thing about colonialization, yeah, making colonies, it's, work, it's based on the basis that you can only make a colony where there's no life there. Do you see what I mean? So these people who colonized Australia, they did it because as far as the Aborigine was not a, a human being. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah, they're not considered human beings. They were not considered human beings at the time. So you could go to Australia, even though the people there are ready, and colonize it. Because there was no one there. Due to the ideologies that were, that were, that were formed. Because, but, yeah. It's, you know, I, or, or you, you want to interject when I finish? No, no, go, no, go, no, go, no, go ahead, go ahead. Like, you know, like your, your rising rap is, is due to like ideologies and that, that has been passed on. But first of all, I would just say, you know, the human race is one, yeah. Like you said, it's like you Fred Ruffy said, it's people that literally labeled who and who is in which category, in a sense. You get me? And that's what you know. I guess why people have done just do like through the centuries, in a sense. Yeah. Now, in terms of like you know, I don't, I don't want to like obviously like um stay on it for a very long time. Quick and out, you understand. So it's obviously you know in in America Christianity is a big it's it's a big faith. It's one of the biggest faiths. You get me. So in there are you know certain you know groups of people that remember when I said to you some African Americans they hold on to that title African American due to you know them not actually experiencing that okay like they are somebody in a sense. So it's like they don't know their roots like that. So you know I guess when roots came out and the sexual like that. They just gravitate and say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to this. I am African. This is what this movie is telling me about. So I'm, I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm going to hold on to this, in a sense, yeah? Yeah. But, yeah, I, what I you need to, yeah but what you need to understand is obviously like with, with biblical you know, aspects and all that stuff there, you know, because um, I'm, I'm a Christian as well. And I guess I come from the apartheid. My, 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 my aunties and my, <laughs> and my grandmothers, they came from the apartheid era, from the apartheid regime. And they... I guess, you know, they were, I guess, enslaved with biblical, you know, um, texts in a sense. Yeah. But what you need to understand is, is, is interpretation. They read the Bible to the black people and just, and they just took out what they wanted to enslave them in, in terms of like what they wanted to enslave them for, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Using the brass and saying that, you know, using different interpretations and all that stuff there. So, you know, just to say that, obviously, like, you know, the, the biblical aspect of it is it, it, has some, it has something to do with it in terms of the interpretation, but in the sense that, you know, it, it's not, it's, it's not, you know, like due to. It was more, uh, it was more, it was, it's beyond interpretation. When things were actually inserted in there, that's not interpretation. Yeah. When people are taught to recite certain passages that have been doctored, yeah, changed. That's not interpretation. That is yeah, that is that that is a plan. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. That is a plan because for this to to have gone for 400 years, it's yeah. not just oh you're just misinterpreting a word. No, no it's, 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 it's interpreting. 
Because you don't understand that the scrolls, the scrolls from, from the Bible as obviously are like text, it comes from Israel. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I get that. I, I, I get that. You know I, so, I get that. However, yeah. however, you, however. You, 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 you can even at any time, any time, go and see all the changes that has been made to those pieces of text. You can see them. It's not something that's hidden. The only difference now is it's really too late. That's the only thing. You can see them and you can say, people can say, oh, but it doesn't matter. Oh, you can say, but it never happened. But if their own people, because the good thing, the very good thing that we have throughout this whole situation, without going into detail, the good thing that we have is through slavery, they kept records. Yeah? They kept Mm -hmm. records. What the governments were doing, not just Britain, not just France, yeah? Not just Belgium, not just mm-hmm. Germany, you understand? Mm-hmm. Not just Italy, right? It's well documented. So there's no point in saying, but they didn't do what they did when there's, you can read it. You can see when it was signed and approved, when, the, when Africa was carved up. I grew up in apartheid regime. I understand exactly what that is about, just like yeah. you, but I remember it. Do you understand? That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying to you? So I know that is something that is deep, deep rooted. So how do you remove um, that experience? How then do you move forward as a people when there are two victims here? It's something you have to recognize. The victims of slavery, the direct victims of slavery are victims. And also, Mm. and also you have to educate the people who have benefited from that. Because what we are say, talking about is if you create an, a situation that is unknown, yeah? For 400 years, if you've got a race that's been at the top, yeah? Mm. Finding a situation whereby this equilibrium could be frightening, yeah? This is why um, having a mixed race president was such a big deal, yeah? It was such a big deal, yeah? Mm. Because it's about them being able to accept something that's different from them, considering they've been in the position of power, authority for such a long time. And also it's a, it was a time for the people who are being mistreated for the longest period of time to have hope, yeah? To be able to pursue and uh, pursue their dreams with more vigor, with more belief that they too can become successful within the United States of, of America and around the world. That's what this is about. So the education is on two sides. There's no point in us focusing on just ourselves. Like I said, if you're a thief and you have a problem with taking other people's property, yeah, you need to be re-educated to understand that is not right. Yeah. So whose problem is it to be racist? Okay. So just to obviously come off this 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 topic here, because obviously like we have obviously different perspectives in terms of like interpretation and all that stuff there. But what what we can do is right now, how can we teach the new the new um the new generation right now? There's a new generation arising, right? There's a new generation yes, arising. Good question. So what you can do, um, what you can do, right? Because you said, how can you ask this question? So uh, unless you're going to ask yourself a young question. I'm just putting it out there, but we can obviously like just, you know. Right. Bring, so, bring so, 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 so how let's, can we, how can we in a sense just teach the new generation? So, so this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is, what, oh. this is what this is all being about. For instance, the key thing that has happened 
through this killing, uh, Rodney King's killing, and all the other previous killings that have that we've come to our attention is the unique thing. The common denominator was it was televised, it was recorded, right? It was recorded. So if it wasn't recorded, it's more than likely you would never have found out about it within the same context. It would have just been another shooting. Yeah? yeah. Right? We'll another never know. So we as a people have to be far more responsible and understand that we too are reporters. The second you got a mobile phone in your hand with a camera attached to it, you are a reporter. You have to be responsible for what you take footage of, how mm. you post. You got to understand digital literacy. You mm. cannot complain about this, this, the state keep putting negative stuff out about your race, for example. Mm. Yet on WhatsApp, you spend all day posting stereotype videos about yourselves. Are you following my drift? It's like you, you want the you want the the people in control <laughs> to mm. care for you to do things for you that you're not even doing for yourself as a people. There was a time before things were televised whereby we had hip hop. Hip hop came out of the struggle, came out of the segregation movements. It came out of all of that as a it's way of, as, as a way of not just expressing, it was a way of broadcasting the news because they were seeing then all those news networks. That's true. Want, That's true. Want illuminating what was happening in those communities. So we all found out what was happening through the music, cryptic music. That's where you get the ebonics, the, the, the slang, all that kind of stuff. Teaching through patterns within the drums, within the scratches, through yeah. the lyrics, the cadence, all of that kind of stuff. We understood what it was like living in Philly. We understand, knew what it was like living in Detroit. We knew what it was like going in, I'm, I'm living, living in New York and all those places because they were communicating messages. And this comes from... The, um, the, um, one of the legacies from slavery. You understand? And the funny thing is, the irony of all of these things, those places that were the hotbed of a lot of violence, a lot of drug dealing, a lot of all these perverse things that were going on because people need to survive. Now through gentrification, the same people that made those areas like Brooklyn, all that famous, mm -hmm. they can't even afford to live there through the gentrification. Now they're, now they're the coolest places to live. Yeah. But again, it's the, the ability to tell stories, the ability to communicate what's happening. We never danced. Music was never within African communities, right? Within African communities. We don't dance for the sake of dancing. Never have. Yeah. Never have. Yeah. Never have. Every dance has a meaning assigned to it. From the horizontal even to this day, there has a meaning assigned to that dance. You can have somebody copying the steps, right? Yeah. But they don't understand the meaning behind the dance. Mm. Do you understand? So every music that we can, that comes from Africa has a meaning to it. Our music is edutainment. It educates mm. and entertains. Mm. Are you see what I'm saying? So when you had the birth of Hip-hop, Grandmaster Flash, Melly Mel, um, all of these pioneering um, rappers coming, Sugar Hill Gang, all of that. They were telling stories about what was going on in the ghetto. But if you pick up 
the music right now, coming from the same places, it's mumble rap. They're not teaching you anything. Yeah, that, this is I the problem. So, so when you talk about re-education, you got to re-educate, re-educate the way we entertain ourselves. Re-educate the way that we um, find pleasure. Yeah? Re-educate the way that we read books. Re-educate the way that we share stories. So every person that will post a derogatory um, message on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp about, um, say, black people, about black women, all of that kind of stuff. You're contributing to that mess. Because we, if we cannot treat ourselves right as a community, yeah? <laughs> Don't expect somebody else. There's a video going right now. There's a video going right now. The byproduct of every single protest, the byproduct, a byproduct of every protest is violence to varying degrees. This is just a fact. If you're going to have a thousand people, yeah, you might have one or two people there there that are going to be thugs. They're going to get excited and going to throw rocks. It's just a byproduct of protesting. You can never quell it. Yeah. All we could do is try and reduce it to a small minority. Yeah. Right. So if you understand now on, on social media, what are people really, really, really pushing out? Like I've had, I've received like four or five WhatsApp, um, WhatsApp posts. Yeah. Yeah. Of the same scene, black people looting sports shops to get sports shoes. One scene, a black woman stops the car in the middle of the road, joins the group of people to still trainers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying, that stuff happens everywhere you go. Every, every single protest, if it's big enough, we have people looting and being violent. That's what happens. But if we are only focusing with all our cameras, everyone now should have a smartphone. Everyone should carry a smartphone. They should have one anyway. But if that's, if that's the image that we are pushing around our own circles only, and we're not sharing the, the, the videos of us being educated, being um, resisting um, what's been going on through educated response to passive resistance. I guess it, it will be a ripple effect. In a sense you understand what I'm saying to you? Because we, 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 are, we are perpetuating the wrong images and then we complain what CNN shows only every time Black Friday, uh, a black person running around with a TV on his head like it's a turban. What kind of rubbish is that? Uh, is, is, this, is this the truth? But they're so conditioned, those news networks are so conditioned to the stereotypes that every time they see um, a group gathering of black people, they want to push that agenda. Because yeah. they're, and we equally push that agenda on ourselves. So we ask, what can we do? We have to first start with addressing our own culture. Our culture is the sum total of the way we do things, the way we eat, yeah, the way we laugh, the way we educate ourselves, the way we cry, the way we dance. Culture encompasses all of that. So we've got to have a culture that's respecting our heritage. We have a culture that respects women. We have a culture that respects authority, a culture that respects education. When you start doing working on those levels, 
on all those levels. It cannot be done by one person. It's a cultural thing. So you as a people are going to be known by the sum total of your activities. So they say, oh, wow, there goes a positive black person. Yeah, yeah. because they're not being black. It's synonymous to being educated, respectful. Do you understand? God-fearing. Yeah. Do you understand? Well-dressed, well-mannered. Yeah, but if you have a culture that's synonymous with your pants down to your ankles, like a reverse flamingo, to a slang that is um, um, detrimental to your own self-esteem. Okay, you- um, I need to, I need to interject in. <laughs> so basically, um, in terms of the, the the dress code, in terms of the dress code, right? That's just you know that's just expression in, in anyways. But I would say about the language, you know, the word nigger. You know I'm saying I feel like you know that that should just be erased from our in terms of our language in a sense, so we can move forward. In a sense, but obviously with with the self expression and all that stuff, there I, I agree with that. Do you get what I'm saying? It's important. And I, also, I, I agree. I agree with, with what you're saying as well. Like you know, we need to like the way we we, we look at like in terms of like, our perspective of women, how we view women in, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? How we view each other in a sense has to has to even you know change because um, I, I put a post up like um, I think two days ago. I said you know now that we are all united as a people and, and brothers, you know. You know, it would be a good thing to talk about the in-house issues in terms of like the gang issues and knife knife crime in our communities. You know, I'm saying mm-hmm. in our communities that that that's not even in America. That's in South Africa. That that's in Africa. You know, what I'm saying because I feel like black people as a whole, you know, we we have this issue of you know gang violence and and etc. You get me? Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah, uh, but, I, but obviously, what, what what I was saying as well with you know the new generation coming up. You know, I, um, you said everything right in terms of, you know, we as a black people had to really, you know, um, you know, fix our issues. But there also, there's also emerging a new people in terms of white people, white, white, white children. They understand, obviously, exactly. like, OK, what is happening right now is wrong. Listen to what I'm saying to you. Listen to what I'm saying to you, because even if everything I'm saying is wrong, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. The fact is I'm able to express myself respecting you, respecting the audience who are women, different Mm -hmm. colors. Yeah. Men of different colors, people of different persuasions is enough. This is what it's about allowing people to be okay. But if you understand dress code, for example, why I won't let go of dress code. And I was a victim. I used to wear around baggy jeans I got photos. I had click suits, I had baggy jeans, everything right down. I'd done all of those things, right? I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking like I've never, I, I lived, I actually probably wore baggy jeans for probably two, three years longer than I should have because I couldn't be bothered to, I couldn't be asked to wear anything straight. You understand? But when you understand where that fashion came from, yeah? Show it, show it, show it, pardon? I know you came from from the prisons, isn't it? In a sense, like, exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. So exactly. So therefore, if you know where it's coming from, yeah, you should do better. <laughs> if you know where it comes from, you should do better. Those who don't know, fine, continue. Yeah, right. But equally so, you have to be responsible for how people then going to perceive you. Mm. It's just the way it is. You cannot say, "Accept me, no matter what I'm going to do." Yeah, no matter what I'm going to wear, if I just now decide to rock up to my job interview wearing a tutu, yeah? A tutu, just a little bra top, 
And I, I expect to be judged in a particular way. It's just fact. Yeah. Get over it. Yeah. So I'm just saying all of these facets need to take, be taken, um, be appraised a lot. There's no good in, with people spending 150 US dollars on a pair of trainers, but got no milk in their fridge to feed their children. Yeah. No lights. Yeah. And no books on their bookshelf. That makes no sense. You understand? No one, they're not showing pictures of people looting bookstores. Showing pictures of looting trainers. Yeah? This is why it's important that we take a look. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's conditioning to like the trainer. It's conditioning. Trainers are cool. All of the baggy jeans, all that is still cool. There's a place and time for everything. You've got to be able to mix it and match it. That's what life's about. You understand? Because the art of communicating is so you're, you're, doing you're the art of communication. In, the art of yeah. communication is yeah. to know what message you want to get across yeah. is received in the spirit in which you intend it to be conf- um, um, perceived. So therefore, if I'm wearing baggy jeans, right, or tight jeans, I'm showing my bum crack, yeah, I'm, I'm starting up the place, I'm using slang, right, and I'm generally trying to communicate to this person now who, who could be giving me a job, yeah, mm. right? My intention is pure, yeah? I want to give, I want to get this job. But the person now who's receiving those messages takes it as an abrasive moment. Like, get yeah. this person out of it. I don't want to see his ass crack. I don't really, I, don't, I didn't even hear, I didn't even hear, understand what he said. I didn't hear, you cannot then, you cannot then complain. You are not an effective communicator. This is what's about now. As I think we started at the beginning talking about the way we communicate our grievance. You see what I mean? Yeah. I'm bringing things right back now home. It's based upon the way we understand and how we use language. Mm. The way that we understand how to communicate with body language. The way that we understand how to communicate with ideologies. All of these things will make us be able to articulate our challenges, our problems and needs in such a way, yeah, that people will say, yeah, I get it now. I understand you understand? And that is what it's about from outside. Equally, remember, like I keep saying, the third, fourth time I'm saying it, if you're a thief and you've got a problem with other people's belongings, you need to be educated to stop doing the thieving. So people who are racist, yeah, right? <laughs> they're the ones having, they're the ones with the problem. They need to be shown to stop being so bloody well stupid. Yeah, that is what needs to be happening. And I do not want to see, keep on watching on TV, um, black people dying at the hands of the police. You know, mm. it, it's, it's, it's not on, it's not, on. we've just had COVID-19, COVID-20 still there anyway. This is not <laughs> the time, this is not, this is no longer 1950s. Yeah, we should have moved so, on beyond all of these things. I think my, my, la- my last question here, so we can... Uh... Yeah, so my last question is, so how can, you know, uh, not you know, but like, how can white people use, like, their, use their white privilege, their, their, their privilege to fight injustice? How, how can they do that? You, know? you see, again, that, that's something that I, I can't speak from their vantage point because I never had that. 
You so, me. Oh, okay, all right. I, I, so I, I guess can't, it's what I can't, they need to discuss amongst themselves. Exactly. This <laughs> so, is what I'm saying. If okay, you if you I, got a problem in stealing, <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. a problem in stealing, you got to deal with your own problem. So <laughs> if the problem we're talking about now is racism, yeah, mm. who's doing the racist acts? They need, they need to sort out, they need to sort out the house. It's not, <laughs> we cannot keep taking responsibility for other people's problems. Yeah. What we need to do is focus our attentions on ourselves to be in the best versions of ourselves in everything that we are doing. Okay. I think, I think we can like in, in, intertwine, you know, let me, let me explain when I say intertwine is like I told you, I've seen, you know, I haven't seen this in years, by the way, in a sense, I guess maybe I was not a lot with it. A lot of, you know, white people actually standing with black people and, you know, fighting for, for this cause. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I don't think this is a time to say, let's just get our own, our, our own space and let's just do us in a sense. Let, 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 let's just do us in a sense. I, I agree with obviously like, you know, just working off in-house situations, like I said, with, you know, um, the way we view ourselves. And in, in our, within our communities, but this is a time right now that I'm I'm just seeing the fruits of you know my, the 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 protest. Just Martin Luther King, you know the, the way just Martin Luther King just you know used to. I'm completely agreeing with you. I'm a really yeah. I'm 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 100 with you on that one. I was never yeah. talking about segregation. No, we've been yeah. there already. I'm just understand. You cannot take ownership for something that you're not doing. Do you, you see what I mean? You just cannot. You cannot, no matter how much you want to, like if I've got a problem with stealing, I can keep saying, if I've got a problem with stealing, right? And you don't steal, Jingo, you don't, you don't steal. Yeah. You it, cannot, you, can, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot say, ah, oh, do you know what? Um, Uncle D, uh, I feel you. It's part, part of my problem as well. I, I know we, we both steal. Mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. We've tried that way. It's so good. This the solidarity that you're alluding to is excellent. That's how it's supposed to be. We walk together. We walk together as a human being to address this. And the more people who are white speak up against racism, the better. It was white people that supported black people through apartheid that helped us be free anyway. It was also white people that helped us become free from slaves as well. So I totally get it. I totally understand it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the the more of them who speak up about it, the better. The better, yeah. The more of them. So, right now, there's nothing coming from the UK government, right? Yeah, nothing has come from government now regarding what's happened in the states. It's burning. Yeah, but I guarantee you, if it was an African country burning, they'll be saying, "Look at these demonic, these blah 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 people, blah 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 corruption and blah 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 blah." Yeah, they're not saying nothing. Yeah, they're not saying nothing because it's their own kind. They're they, not they, saying they, nothing. They, they identify as exactly. So, kind. so, so, um, so, so they need to speak up. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying to you. But, but, but you know, just, just to obviously like add on, on to what you're saying in terms of like you know, if I'm a thief and I, I have a problem <laughs> in a sense, so um, <laughs> so I guess some, so I guess some white people just sat down and had, had a little conversation with themselves and said, you know what, this is wrong. Killing black people is wrong. Exactly. So I get what you're trying to say. So exactly. I guess it's, and it's reinforced um, and it's reinforced yeah, so, by the judicial system. So for example, yeah. if if white people say it's wrong to kill black people, for example, yeah? Right? But the, the law says it's okay. Actually, it's manslaughter. Actually, it's third degree. 
but I just murdered him. No, no, actually, no, no, no. You can't have murdered him. No, you murdered him. No, no, you could never have murdered him, even though your your knee was up in his neck for like eight minutes. Nah, not yeah, you, yeah. not you. No, no, no. He must have punched you back. He must have been selling weed. He must have been doing something. No, yeah. but you know, your officer, I did do it. I want to go to prison for life. No, 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 no. That will send the wrong message to people like us that we actually, no. Yeah, you follow my drift. The laws yeah. have to be in place and enforceable to a point that is fair for all people. In other words, you understand. just break the whole system just, down. Just, just, justice, justice needs to be served. And justice people, people served. need to see justice being served. You cannot, yeah. you cannot get away with doing those things time and time again and no repercussions. Imagine mm-hmm. a kid, right? This is, this, is, this is true. Imagine a kid right? A baby or a toddler, whatever the case would be at the stage where they're very curious and you tell the child, don't touch the hot stove. You get burnt, right? When the child touches the hot stove, yeah. And it feels the heat. You understand what the parents been saying and won't go there again unless it's stupid. You understand? If somebody gets away with thieving, like, like go back to the thief. I've got a problem with stealing, but every time I get caught stealing, they say, oh, it's okay, Douglas, go, go about your business. Will I ever learn to stop stealing? Yeah. If I've never seen, but imagine if suddenly, suddenly now, suddenly now, I'm that the judge says to me, "Oh, Douglas, you've been stealing for a long time. You've used up all nine life um like um lifelines. Yeah, you can't call yeah. a friend. The the power of the state is going to rain down on you. Okay, check yeah. it out. I'm going to put you in prison for five years." 10 years for stealing. Like, what? What? You can't do that to me. You can't do it. Look at me. I'm white. I'm white. That's what will come out. <laughs> Are you following my drift? You can't do that to me. Do you know what color I am? Do you actually know what color I am? That's what will happen the second they start putting proper justice on these police officers, right? They'll, mm-hmm. they'll play the race card in reverse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'll say, no, mm-mm. you know, he's white and you know, these laws were made for African-Americans. Do you understand? Third degree. Yeah? yeah. You'd be out in three years with yeah. full full estate pension and whatnot. Yeah? Mm. We could give you alias. We, we, we protect you day and night. Mm. That is that is where, like I said, the instruments that, that created this environment whereby it's okay to kill black people was set up a long time ago. And yeah. all the instruments that set that up need to be destroyed and replaced every single one you cannot you cannot say you cannot say about keep that one in there Mm -mm. because no no, check it out check it out you cannot say keep that one in there because that's just a misinterpretation Mm. no it's got to be rewritten in a way in a way that the consensus of the people understand what it means it's no more open to interpretation it's transparent. We've got language now. We understand language. There's Rosetta Stone. So no matter what language you speak, it can be translated. So there's no way in, in 2020, we have laws, we have things set up in place that was designed before segregation. That's keeping people in a certain condition that's open to interpretation. 
No more. Things have to be black and white. There are people right now who are in prison in the UK, around the world, because what they post on Twitter, which, which is only those days, 140 characters. Yeah. So there's no one can say, but don't touch any of those words. No, that's rubbish. Anything that's open needs to be corrected so that it's transparent. So people can yeah. be held to account. So that's what we're talking about to hear. And um, Django, like I said, at the beginning of all of this stuff, and I'm, I feel good now, I'm, I'm exhaling. And thank you listeners for hanging there with me and Django. Me and Django go in, you know, um, when the, these yeah. things, because we're human beings, these things do touch us. They, they touch us in a way that, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to really express. And, um, you know, mm. all of us, Jingo said it best. And I think I'll let Jingo actually close in terms of the whole yeah. humanity thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, you have humanity. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, just, just to say, you're right. You're right. In the sense that, you know, this system that, you know, Americans have, have built, you know, from the backs of, sl- of, of slavery in a sense, should just be broken down, you know, if they want to move forward, because ain't nobody going to go move forward if this is not break, broken down. But what I would just say right now is I, there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of negativity in the masses. There's a lot of negativity that's happening in the world. You know, but we have to look at the positives of what's actually what's actually happened here, and you know, and what I've seen is literally, you know, you know, the white brothers and sisters actually coming in arms and just supporting the, you know, the the, the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, what I'm saying they're not now saying all lives matter; they're saying Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying so. It's, it's it's an amazing thing. So right now, you know, um, I just you know want to say that keep white brothers and sisters keep educating yourself in a sense of, you know, the police brutality, the, 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 you know what I'm saying? The, the history of it. Um, you know, I'm not here to bash anybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't believe in bashing anybody because you want to learn. There's some people that want to learn. Some people don't even know in terms of why this happened in a sense. They just, you know, quote unquote, just, you know, um, going with the flow of what they have been taught. You know what I'm saying? But this is a time now that you should learn in terms of obviously like, um, the Black Lives Matter movement, and what's what's the what's the cause is is, is really for, and um, yeah, let's just keep you know pushing this in love. Let us let's just keep um, what's the word you know keep Martin Luther King's doctrines alive because we are seeing the fruits of it right now. The nonviolence, you know, what I'm saying movement, you know, what I'm saying. And shout out to Colin Kaepernick, the kneeling down, you know, that 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 it falls aligned in that. The rioting, no, I am not for that. You know, what I'm saying that is not. The, the 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 main objective here. You know what I'm saying? It was never the main objective here. Do you get what I'm saying? And yeah, let's protest in peace. Let's get this justice. Let's break this um this this system that was built from the backs of slavery and all that. Django has spoken. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to check out MikeDropClub.com and get the show notes and useful links. Subscribe to the podcast. Don't just live life, make life boom.